Welcome to the Agree to Disagree show, a show that discusses news, politics, and pop culture with your host, Luigi C. I want to see how many people I can agree to disagree with. We will try to solve life's great mysteries. Why is the sky blue? Why do we lean left or right? Why are we all nuts? Let's start the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to all of you watching episode 16 and listening on the podcast version to Agree to Disagree show, podcast show, where we discuss current affairs, politics, and pop culture. Guys, this is episode 16 already. We got a good one, I think, for you tonight. Now, as I say every week, don't forget, we are streaming live on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook uh, at Agree to Disagree Show or my personal page, Luigi Costanza. Very easy to find. And of course, let me remind you again to make sure to subscribe to at Agree to Disagree Show and also on the podcast version audio that's going to be available immediately after this live broadcast. Guys, what I wanted to do this week is also I uh, was doing a little bit of the analytics. I was looking at into uh, the, the podcast version and I just wanted to give out a shout out, and I didn't realize this, that I have uh, a few listeners in the States and particularly in Washington, Virginia and Texas state. So I want to give a shout out guys to you. Thank you so much for this little Montreal Canadian boy. Uh, Maybe pretty happy to see that. So thank you so much guys for that. And uh, let's, let's get the show on the road guys tonight. I have a special guest from Montreal. He is a self-defense and fitness coach. Um, his name is Nick Drosos, a good Greek boy. And uh, so before we, we bring him onto the show, let me play you a clip, guys. All right. Give me a second. I'll try to share this. Brother, what's going on? You ready? Hey, bro, you used to be like back in like the 50s, bro. Why are you wearing my jacket? My shirt was wet, right? So like this is the only thing that kind of fit, and I was actually like back. Everything else like for like senior citizens, bro. So okay, that's my favorite jacket. Yeah, no, I can tell. This is like premium quail. Who's uh, who's the gentleman over here, bro? Yeah, it's uh, this is Bob. So we're gonna be uh, we're gonna Bob. be training with him. Shorts for like Clarence or something? No, just 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 Bob. This guy's like jacked. Have you ever done any martial arts? I'm not gonna say I'm a professional, but I'm like quite elite. Ever been in a fight? Like I'm actually like, fought with anyone, but like my dog sometimes takes my sock, so it's kind of like no Dixie, give me the sock back. So it's like, <laughs> you ever, ever, ever been punched in the face? No, no. Neutrogena. <laughs> I want to get a little bit into your mindset. So what would you do? Like I mean, you're at the club with your girlfriend. Your Which girlfriend. club are we at? Don't. <laughs> like a, like a brunch place. I think I heard it, like you serve like eggs. Sunny side. It's an old club. I guess it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. But what do you like? What do you Rouge. Definitely. Hands down. It's like rosé, but in English. So let me give you a clear scenario. You're walking outside the club. Okay. With your girlfriend. Yeah. Guy bumps into you. This guy. He's about to punch you. What would you do? <laughs> do you know who I am? What is that supposed to do? So it's because like, he doesn't know who I am. So I could be someone that's not good for him to be attacked. 
for me, I could be like George Clooney. What does he know of this guy? Do you know who he is? No idea who this guy is. Do you know who you are? Well, yeah, I'm ready. Let's let's just change the scenario. Let's make it a little bit more alive. Got it. Okay. Alive. Nick draws his school. Shrek me. You're about to fight Bob. <laughs> oh, it's happened. It's happened. Oh, it's happened. What position would you take? You know, like if he's coming in, I'd like you got a little like catch up and then boom. Like like so he's in your face. Yeah. He does this. I'm, I'm just like are you like you're not like no, this no, I'm is... trying to give you an example. Yeah, but cool. You examples in my chest, bro. I have like perplexions now. <laughs> We're just doing a scenario. We do that sometimes as training to prepare you for what you might face in the street. So just there, you okay? You no, know, sit. <laughs> Nick, first of all, yes. hello. Did you did you realize that you assaulted our beloved brother? I, I, you know what, Luigi? First, thank you for having me on the show. Really You're welcome. Be on. Yeah, well, every time I see this, I crack up, you know. And <laughs> Matthew is such talented. He's so talented, this kid. And we work so well together when we do these skits, because believe it or not, they're not scripted. We we basically improv most of our skits. Wow. Okay. I they're not. Know they're not. We just yeah, like we filmed that one and the other one in a matter of an hour and a half at my house. That's so amazing. we kind of have a direction of where we want to go and we just improv and we feed off each other. And it's, I, I, it's, it's one of the funniest ones that I enjoy. And um, it, it's kind of interesting because I, people tell me, how do you keep a straight face? I actually have to yes. bite. I have I was to bite ask my you. lip. I do this. I'm <laughs> biting my lip because I want to crack up. So I have to bite my lip because it kills me. And I'm like, the scene is so good. I'm just saying, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. I'm going to kill the scene. Just roll with it, you know? So I'm like, I'm, I want to burst, man. But you're, tr you're trying your best. Yeah. First of all, uh, I, I love it. And that's actually, that's a, how I came across, as I was telling you when we were, we were speaking off air, is, is how I came across your, your content and you as an individual. And I'm so happy I have. And it was just those videos uh, shared through Matthew. I recently had him on my show, yes, and I do agree with you. So. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Uh, I think it's going to be a real pleasure um, to 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 speak with you. And uh, we we probably said that we're not going to go long tonight, but I have a feeling we are. But, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll let we'll let we'll let it dictate itself. Um, first of all, uh, introduce yourself. Who is Nick Drosos? Tell us your story. What do you uh. do? How did you come about? Do we have enough time for this? <laughs> it's, it, it's actually a really long story but um uh i don't even know how back i want to go well i'll go i'll go back to 10 years ago because um 10 years ago basically the last uh you know well i've been teaching martial arts since i've been doing martial arts since i was a kid i started when i was like nine or ten i was doing kung fu and then uh, i did that for a couple of years then i did some taekwondo then i did boxing kickboxing and after that um i started doing like other reality-based self-defense. Then I started working in nightclubs and bars. Okay. And, and Which ones? There, for, for, uh, for, for the ones I want to take a, a, a little, you know, a little stroll down memory lane. Oh, my God. I was working at Coquino back then. Coquino. Yeah. Guys, do you remember Coquinos? For, uh, especially my buddies watching, we remember some good nights at Coquino. I was, I was always there. We, I was actually 
promoting and I was sometimes doing a promoting. I was sometimes working the door. Uh, I was doing Monday nights. Uh, I was doing like a bunch of stuff there. And then I worked at Wax Lounge yes. for about two years. I did the door there. Then I did um, Buddha Bar for almost a year. Then I did Funky Town for a couple of years there. So I st was basically like working in the field of security. At the same time, I was teaching self-defense which really made it interesting because I was able to uh, teach what I was applying. And I was also able to say, well, what worked and what didn't work. And okay. I started like bringing a, more realism to my teaching as a self-defense instructor. And then, uh, and then pretty much I I've always been in the field of fitness and self-defense. And then I was doing the self-defense thing. And then uh, I decided, uh, then I was working at the hospital. I was working at a hospital. I was working in, in maintenance and I actually hated it. Uh, okay. but I was still teaching part-time, but wasn't doing it full-time yet. I couldn't make a full-time career because that, that's the hardest part to do as a transition, the to transition. be, to have a job and have your house and have all these uh, commitments and then say, well, I want to open a business. Yeah. At one point you're going to be, you're going to be doubling up on both jobs until you build that business. Absolutely. So then uh, 10 years ago, I said, you know what? Uh, screw this. I'm going to quit. I can't stand my job. I took a leave of absence. So I said, you know what? I'm going to open my own business. The first thing I did, it was like I started working on my fitness and personal training business because that was more, it was more m money and clients there. And then for fun, which was very interesting, I was also pursuing somewhat of an acting career. And oh, I got fed up of pursuing the acting career. I did five years of acting. And then I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to open a YouTube channel. So 10 years ago, I opened my first YouTube channel, which was Nick Drosos. And I- 10 years ago? Yeah. Already? So, wow, that's, that's, wow, okay. So I opened the YouTube channel not knowing what was gonna come out of YouTube or any expectations. There was no monetization. Mm -hmm. Like, I was just like, I may put up a video and just film what I love to do and See that's what teach. happens, yeah. And then with time, I was like, you know, with time, YouTube got bigger. Then it got monetized. I'm like, whoa! I'm, I'm building a business. I'm building a brand. And then I started. Then I started my personal training business, and as well my online self defense and training. And then I just started scaling that for the last ten years. Luckily, after two years of when I quit my job uh, at the hospital, I was I was able to start doing it more full time, and eventually get to a point where it's like in my. Uh, sorry, we're we're losing you there. There's no audio coming in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're good so, now. Okay. So, you know, so I'm doing it like, uh, you know, you know, I'm working now like close to twelve hours a day. You know, I mean, I'm like slammed between three YouTube channels, my, you know, running my personal training courses online, offline. Uh, you know, uh, my membership site, my men's talk show. It's just so much. Plus, I'm like acting, I'm writing, but it's all stuff that I love to do. That I'm, you love. I'm, I love it, man. I wake up every day and I'm like, there's no such thing as, damn, it's Monday or wow, it's Friday. Every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to start my day because there's always good things I'm working on. I love it. I love it. Um, I, I'm a sucker for a good story. And I'd love if you can, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in, in, uh, someone could turn around their life 
someone could grow. We're ver we're almost very close in age, and mm -hmm. I've I could relate to you. What we were talking about off air is, um, I feel like I've grown as a as a as a mature uh, human being, basically, and I want to learn and I want to try and uh, take chances. And uh, I'd love for you to to share your story uh, about your upbringing and uh, the difficulties that you had in life. Just because, just to, to show that, um, especially in the context we're living today, that yeah. there is hope. So, so See, I, I wonder if you can get personal on that end. So, I mean, uh, I grew up in Park X. I didn't grow up in a rich family, complete contrary. Um, you know, I had learning disabilities. I was kicked out of high school when I was 16. So I never finished high school until this day. I, you know, I'm thinking some point, I'm just, just for my own personal, maybe go back to school, get my high school diploma. Um, you know, at the age of 16, I probably, I, I dropped out, dropped out and I basically was working pretty much full time at McDonald's. So, I mean, when I think sometimes back in my life, I, I say to myself, you know, and I had all this odds stacked against me, you know, plus mm -hmm. I had the learning disabilities, which hard for me. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you could yeah. just, if you could just, uh, those are probably just calls coming in. Uh, we lost the audio there. So if you could just, yeah. Yeah, you see that? That's the thing on my phone. It's like eight <laughs> o'clock and people go crazy calling me Doesn't because I, I do meetings at eight because during the day I'm, 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 I'm all like on the, on the clock. Um, so yeah. So you, know you were I mean? saying, you were saying that you could have, you could have easily, um, how can I say, chosen a different path and f gone a very, very different path. The options were there. The options were there when I was young. Like I mean, I was in the club scene, right? That's sure. A lot of times on nightlife, that's what it what it brought. And you know, I could have easily. And I'm not gonna say like you know those those years of working in nightclubs were were very dark years for me, right? I'm I'm okay. nowhere near the person I was. I drank, I partied, I went out. I just a lot of stupid shit that I look back and I'm like, wow, I could have like. I could have died with all the stupid shit I did. We all and, did, in a way. Oh, uh, like mine's was pretty up there, right? <laughs> okay, I, all was, right. I mean, think about it, right? I mean, I always look back and I said, well, I didn't really have much to lose. Yes. So when you have nothing, how, yeah. when you have nothing to lose, you you don't care of any sort of consequences because there was nothing that kept me. I didn't see my future being like bright i didn't see anything in my future i'm like okay i don't have any education i don't you know like what am i gonna do like how good could it get you know what i mean and when i got my job at the hospital uh you know i was like wow you're making you have a secure job you're making minimum wage you're making i was making like 16 bucks an hour i was you're working at the mm -hmm. hospital your government job and i'm cleaning toilets man every day i'm looking at this i'm thinking if this is the rest of my life like like I, I felt like I was committing suicide, like spiritual suicide. I yeah. was slowly dying and rotting. And even I remember going to going to work every day, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it just no. wasn't me. I was so depressed. I'm like, if this is going to be the rest of my life, it's going to be a long, long life. Well, so so for for so many people watching or listening to this that feel exactly like that young Nick felt. Um. Besides that, yes, definitely, and you're going to see in terms of how you changed and the turnaround your life is. But what was the catapult that brought you to to reexamine your life? What allowed you to reexamine your life and say, 
I gotta fix this fucking this this boat's going the wrong direction here. It's gonna sink. I was there it. was there a moment? Was yeah, there a moment? I, was there something? I I, I was in a very uh, dark dark place in one moment in my life where I kind of say like everything crashed like really bad to the point where, um, you know, kind of I don't know how to say this without like scaring or offending or you know where life or death didn't really matter i'm like you know like i i didn't um you know i didn't you felt hopeless completely felt hopeless, hopeless. Oh, yeah. and, and i okay. and i didn't uh, i mean i'm not close with my parents either right i'm i've been kind of on my own i'm very super close with my sister you know what i mean we're okay. like this and i love her to death so i i i wasn't so attached i didn't have anybody that you know so i got to a point where i was like like, like whatever I'm doing is not working. And I, you know, and, and I, I, I kept getting myself in these situations that I'm like, I, I, at some point it's gotta be me. Yeah. And then I started seeing different therapists. And then I met a, a, one of my coaches, her name is Pauline. Her name is Pauline Ull. She's been okay. with me for, for 20 years. Okay. And now I still see her, but now I see her whenever Basically, I see her like I saw her maybe twice this year, and every year I see her at the end of the year. I do like a closing of the year. That's great. And uh, yeah, she's amazing. But she was the one who was like, you know, uh, when I went to see her, it's like, you know, if you're gonna, I went to see a lot of them. I saw like before, and when I saw her, I was like, she was. She has a tough. She's like, it's a tough pill to swallow what she tells you. But she's like, if I'm gonna work with you, you have to know that you're gonna have to work the work, the work and the effort. And I remember, she, you know, she I had to read books. I know I, I can't read. I'm fucking dyslexic. I hate reading. My yeah. brain is like ADD. It goes all over the place. It's going all over the place. Yeah. So I, so she's like, I don't care. Read a page a day, but just read it. And I had to read. So I had to read it. I would read. It, you know, I would read and go back and read and go back and read. So I, I read the book. Like I would have to read the book like three times. Once I had to read it. Twice I had to underline it. And the third time I would write only what underline. So then Amazing. I got better at reading and then I had to read and I had to do homework. So I spent a good, a good two, three years of extensive, like extensive work with her. And she's been with me ever since, you know, it's, it's a never That's ending amazing. process. And the personal development to me is my highest, it's my highest values. I tell people invest in you. And I try to, my son's 12 and I'm making him play these things in his head because I try to tell him the best investment you're going to make is in you and what you, you, know, you put in your mind, what you put in your body, what you eat, everything, who you hang around with, who you listen to, who are yeah. your friends. And it's funny because I have a lot of clients that tell me how I inspire them and I've helped so many people. I have clients who come in, they're anxious, depressed, and, you know, and, and I train kids and uh, they always tell me, wow, like I had a client recently tell me like, like I was training her child and she's like, you helped him so much. She goes, I, he's been in therapy doctors for two years and what you've done with this kid in a short period of time the reason why is i could connect with them because i know i've been in so many places and 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 that's what what i'm what i tell people too i'm a coach and i'm able to use that that experience and i'm able to help people in very different ways and i think it's become one of my strengths and i told her i said it's funny i said the person i am today the positive person you know, and I'm not gaga positive. It's not like, oh, everything's beautiful. I have yeah, my yeah. moments, 
But I wake up every day and I try to tell myself, no matter what's going on, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to crush it. Whatever happened yesterday was yesterday. I trained my mind, but I told her I wasn't like that. I used to be negative, angry. I was the most self-destructive person you, you could imagine. I was, I, I was mad at my, I hated people. I was mad at my parents. I was, you know, I would drink and I would, you know, self-destruction like basically. very self-destruction because yeah i mean i i had nothing that te- that made me go wow like you know the future looks so bright it looks so good yeah so what, at one what point I, yeah go ahead. what i love and just sorry if I, to meet you yeah, what i love there's a few things i just want to go back to something you said but what i love in the way you're coaching from what you're telling me is that you're using the self-defense fitness but also you're sort of like and and intertwining that into being a life coach which i love because i think all those things come into bleed into each other right because if you're physically and 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 um physically okay and and healthy and you feel good about yourself and you feel good that you're able to protect yourself let's say for a kid that's being bullied then everything else follows with that and that's what i love but also something else that you said which really I'm a huge believer in, I'm saying, I've always said that a person, if you're not happy in your situation, you're the only one that could take you out, which means that you have to have the the, the, the ability and the capability of doing introspect. And what you said is that, I loved what you said is that, hey, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I need to fix myself. I, I, I tell this to people, and, and the, my, the first thing I'll tell you is that I, I tell people I'm not a trainer. Anybody could be a trainer. Anybody could tell you grab the weights and lift them. Yeah. But I'm a coach. People come to train because they're stressed. They're anxious. Yes. They have, they're having, they have issues. People learn self-defense because they've been bullied or picked. I've worked with women who've been raped. I've, been, I've, you know, I've, I've worked with men who are like, you know, who, who are like attacked. There's emotional trauma in there, and as a as a I, that's why I call myself a coach. Through fitness or through self defense, so much comes out. So yes. I use all that. So I mean, you know, when you when you had a long day at work and you walk in and you you walk in the gym and you throw your bag, my question's not like, okay, like like what's up, man? How's going? How, you know, everything okay? With mm-hmm. like, let's take a few minutes. Let's. And my my goal is when you walk in to walk out better and to use all my experience, like. Uh, like, I mean, you know, 20 years of being with, with a coach and a therapist, I've kind of become my own mini coach and therapist. Plus, I've been through, you know, at our age, you know what I mean? We've been through enough stuff. Plus, I mean, I've taken awareness. I've, I've been, I'm aware and I've taken consciousness through a lot of things, the good and the bad that I've done or become. Mm-hmm. And now, more than ever, I'm, I'm, I'm more focused than I've ever been. And and I try to use that to help people who have anxiety, stress, depression. And, you know, I know what it is when people tell me, you know, when people tell me, oh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you don't understand. You know, I had a young kid, you don't understand. Was, you know, my, my mom and my dad were like this. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, really? Sit down. You want to know a little bit about my, my parents were like this too. Well, I didn't grow up with money. Try being 13 and having to work and wash toilets. Yeah, but you know the school system kicked me out. Guess what? Me too. I go like, how far do you want to take this? Because let me tell yeah. you, right now you're trying to sell something to somebody that you can't. And I tell this to people: the moment you could say, "I am responsible for everything that's happened to me, every little thing that's happened to you or me, 
we are fully, we've attracted it through our actions, through the energy, through what we project. We are fully, we are the the the, the main game player of our of, of the game of life. We're the mm-hmm. we're the the moment you say that, and I tell people, here's the here's the bad news. You attracted all the shit. You want to know all the good news? You could attract the opposite by That's making right. the right decisions. So That's right. you want to empower yourself. You want to believe that other people are the cause of it. No, you got to say, you know, you attracted this woman. You attracted this relationship. You attracted that job. What hap- You have to take awareness and consciousness of that or else you're just going to blame other people. Until you say, I'm responsible, and then say, you know what? Okay. And I tell people, then, then what do you want your life to look like? What do you want it to mm-hmm. be like? But it's it's hard because it's easy to blame other people. Yes, and it it's is. very hard to say, "Oh shit, I'm responsible." Yep, you are. You know what, uh, Nick? Is it's this? It's really it's like a, this feels like a therapy uh, session, <laughs> and I'm going to share something with you and whoever's watching. Um, let's say eight eight years ago, seven eight years ago, I was in a pretty dark place. Okay, young family, a young boy. I made some mistakes. Haven't we all, right? Um, so financially and everything. Anyway, long story short, uh, it was, it was, I was, I was pretty dark. It was a pretty dark time and I was blaming everybody, Nick, everybody. It's their fault. It's their fault. It's his fault. It's her fault until one day. I don't know what it was. Uh, maybe my best friends just took me aside. I say, something's up, Louis, you know, it's, it's not, you're, you're not being the same Lou and something's wrong. And I sat and I literally sat myself down. I said, Hey, what the fuck are you doing, man? This is all on you, buddy. Now, get off your sorry ass. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop making excuses. And I did it. And in in a year and a half, two years, I literally turned my life around completely. But only did that start, that journey started when I said, what the fuck am I doing here? This is all on me. I fucked up. I screwed up. So everything you just said, I literally lived it. So I that was a, that was probably one of the biggest lessons in life, that and losing my mother at a young age. But those are the two lessons in life that I say my two most important lessons in life that have have shaped my character and changed me completely to what I am today. Because when you stop blaming everybody under the sun besides yourself, and you're not able to uh, do any type of self reflection, that is when it becomes completely self destructive. And and people um, are people are scared to do that, yeah. Right? And and we got to understand yeah. that sometimes we're surrounded by people who you know misery likes company. Sometimes yeah. sometimes they're there to be like, oh poor you, but they're not helping you grow. And sometimes you need that friend say, you know what, man, I know you're gonna hate me for what I'm about to tell you, but you know what, like st- stop, like this is bullshit. You can't, yeah. you know, and, and you need to assume responsibility for your life in order to change it. Absolutely. You know I mean, it's it's nobody else is going to do it. And I tell people at the core, like whatever you do, you know, whatever you invest in, whether it's, you know, your personal development, your work, like whatever you're focused on that, this is where your energy and this is what's going to grow. And within all that is finding the balance to make sure to put, you know, a little bit of energy in all the right areas. Because mm-hmm. again, what's what's being successful what 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 does that mean like i tell people to me people tell me what's successful i was like oh your youtube numbers is that believe it or not that to me that means nothing in success 
my my greatest success in my life is now and what and what is it is the quality of my relationships with the people around me i'm with good people that i care and i love and i'm gra- grateful for that and you know the you know the the life that i've that i've created for myself and you know that's and 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 peace i i have yeah. peace inner in peace. mind in my life yeah. inner peace is like inner peace with myself and the people around me there's no stress there's no drama there's i mean i go to bed every night and i'm like my body there's no tension in it but it took years to create that life and i tell people and this is my motto in life is that i always say settle for nothing less than greatness so how's your health ah it's okay i'm like is it is it is it great no so no so why don't you do something about it how's your relationship it's not bad if you're saying it's not bad it's pretty bad yeah is it great (laughs) like what are you settling for yeah and like the the worst thing my biggest fear i always said is is lying in my deathbed with regrets so well they they, pursue i want to pursue sorry i want to pursue everything i want to pursue acting writing i want to i wanted everything that anybody could tell me you're crazy for wanting to do that guess what watch me i've said this meant i've said absolutely nick and and this is why i think we're going to be friends for 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 a while now uh this why i always say this but i love it they say when uh they've done um uh, opinion polls, or they've asked elderly people that are, are that are literally dying. They say, "What is you know, um, what is it that you you know, what is your biggest regret in life?" And overwhelmingly, all of them say, "Just not taking more risks and just doing and not caring what people say." And if if there's one thing that's that's my message that I I repeat to uh, ad nauseum, probably the people that know me, and that. Um, but but it's the truth because uh, I don't think people people don't want to live with 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 regrets. They don't. Um, so so tell me how do you, especially in today's context of COVID and um, politically whatever is going on and and um, you know we don't have to look far in terms of um, um, you know Quebec City when there was in stabbings and and this and that. How do you how do you relate? especially this the self self uh, defense uh, course that you give how do you relate that in today's world or or let me let me rephrase that you see a rise in demand in what people have been mm-hmm. asking you yeah like i mean when i when i was teaching self defense it wasn't a big thing most people came in they wanted to get in shape they wanted to look good the self defense was a smaller niche less people came for self mm-hmm. defense out of like let's say 30 40 hours of privates a week I maybe I would have one. Now okay. I have like half my half of my clients, kids, like you know, they want to learn self-defense because with what's going on in the world, they also realize, well, you know, the officer is not going to be next to your house if somebody breaks in. Yeah, you know, the you know we can't they can't be everywhere at the same time. So with what's happening, people realize, well, I want to learn how to defend myself, and what I do in self-defense, what self-defense does, people think it teaches you how to defend yourself or how to fight. Like it empowers brother. you. Yeah, it empowers <laughs> you. Yeah. The the feeling that you get of knowing how to protect yourself and your family and how to and how 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 to react and how and how to basically you know be able to protect 
the people that you love, it, it changes your mindset. It changes your behavior. And when I train kids when they're young, it builds their confidence. And that confidence is gonna is gonna follow you through your life. When you go, when you go to a job meeting, when you meet a girl, when you go out, you 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 carry yourself differently. You, you know, you don't walk like I, you cannot learn self-defense and be a victim. It doesn't go. I don't like it's impossible. If you come with a victim mindset, I can guarantee you. You're not going to last in my training because I'm going to break that out of you. And not in a tough guy, strong way. I'm yeah. going to slowly, slowly work on your mindset and, and, and give you the confidence you need to be able to protect yourself and defend yourself. And, and, and that will carry on through many areas of your life. Absolutely. I think it, 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 it'll go all over, all, all over the areas in your life because that just leads to more just general self-confidence and it'll help you in your work life, in your family life, in your relationship, in, in, in everything. Um, tell me, um, and we'll, we'll talk about some, some issues, but I'm really interested in, you mentioned you had multiple YouTube channels. Um, and the, the other show that you have, and you're going to tell us, but I just, I'll just start off with the name. I, I absolutely love it. Have the balls to talk about it. Tell me, how did you have the balls to come up with that name, first of all, and tell us about it. And then, and then I'll ask you some questions after that. That, that, that that's, 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 that's my baby and Andrew's baby. And what happened was I was training Andrew, Dr. Steinberg, Dr. Andrew Steinberg, okay. who's a urologist. Okay. And I was, I've been training his wife for, for years and I also train him on and off. And he was at the gym one day and training and, and you know, I had a client ask me a men's issue, you know, Hey Nick, you know, down there, and, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll ask my client who's a doctor and I'll, I'll get back to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Andrew, you know, I have this question from a client, you know, you know, you know, what advice? He's like, Nick, you know what? You know, so many men just don't. I go, yeah, Andrew, you know, we should, we should start a show. He goes, yeah. And we should call it have the balls to talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, I love it. And the, me and Andrew uh, were both like very go-getter. Like, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure you've met those people who talk about how they're going to build a business or do something. And six months later, a year later, they're still talking about it. Yeah, well, I, I, did, about, I, did, yeah. I didn't find the right microphone yet. You know yeah, like, so, yeah, something like, so we talked about it and me and Andrew are the same. I'm like, Andrew, I know somebody who could film it. Do you? Yeah. I call my, my John who films my YouTube videos from Cinemagy. I'm All like, right. John, I have an idea for a show. I tell him, I love it. When are we filming? Andrew, when do we film? Next week, next week. Just like that. You should see the first episode. We're like, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> like, but it like came to, good. To, yeah. to like a deer caught in headlights, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. But, but. I mean, I was used to it because, like, because of the acting, because I'm in front of the camera often, because I do stuff like this, I'm used to being in front of the camera. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. So he wasn't. So he was a little bit odd. And then we did the first episode. And then we said, let's make a skit before. And then it just kind of grew into this really cool uh, concept. And people actually loving the show. It's, it's, it's kind of my baby. It's immense help because well, I'll tell you how I started it. Basically, when I, when I got divorced, um, I realized there was a lot of support groups for women, but none for men. But like yeah. in, in, in everything, there's no, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, there's so many of them out there who help men, uh, help women, support women. Like, and I realized, well, there's nothing for men. There's nothing out there that 
I can go to, to talk to, or I can yeah. go listen to, or I can go watch. So it, it was, it was that, that had triggered that, you know, like back then I was like, you know, we, we should, should be a men's talk show. And right there, it kind of like grew when I, you know, when we spoke with Andrew and it just, and that's what really made me, you know, the idea came and then we kind of started the show. I love it. I love it, Nick, because uh, I'm one of the few, I consider myself the few, uh, consider myself lucky that I have a great group of friends, guy friends, uh, that we we do we do speak honestly with each other. And when we do have genuine um, uh, problems and difficulties in life, and we've been through a lot together because I've had the same friends, and I'm lucky, again, since we were kids, same group of friends. Uh, they're the ones that but, helped but, me. But I, but I have a question, Luigi. Would you yes. talk to your buddies if you couldn't get hard? Probably not, but I, that, that's that's where I was getting. That's where I was getting. Okay. But, okay. So maybe, maybe, maybe everything besides that. That's yeah, <laughs> and that's why we created the show because yeah, and men, you know, you in the locker room, hey, bro, yeah, bro, me, of course. Everybody's like, bro, bro, I destroyed, I did this, I did that, bro, locker, seven times, locker, bro. Seven. Yeah, locker room talk. <laughs> but then when they, you know, and then when they go into Andrew's office, it's like, uh, you know, it's a different story because. There's this idea that we gotta like, you know, we gotta like man up and and I kind of get it because it is private and nobody wants to talk about it, but that's one yeah. of the reasons why I created this show, you know? But so he, here's the thing. I don't know if you, you hear a lot, I, I hear a lot of this this new term with all the progressive and woke people in the world, right? This thing about toxic masculinity. Okay. I, I'm a believer that. I think a strong woman would prefer a strong masculine man. And I feel that a lot of the men are being, um, how could I say a, a PC word, um, losing their Femin femininity. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? And like, I mean, I, we always have to be careful because unfortunately we live in a society where everybody gets offended and everything you say or I say in this moment could Ooh. be recorded and be bought to be five years from now. I, you know, I don't know, maybe our men's talk show makes it on the air and somebody says, you know, Nick, what he did on this show five years ago, unfortunately, yeah. that's even worse. So I tell people uh, toxic masculinity, Here, here's my word, toxic humanity. Whether you're male or female, there's toxic people in both eight ways. What is toxic masculinity? What is what does that mean? And I ask people because most people don't even know what it means. I and, love it. And it, it means different things for different people. I can tell you as a male, yeah, I know toxic men. I know a lot of toxic men. Guess what? I know a lot of toxic women too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we, I've, met the, we, I've met the We'd be here a couple digger. of hours. <laughs> you know, I've met the gold digger. I've dated the gold digger. I've dated the yeah. girl who's like narcissist and all about them. I got to look at the pictures. And mm -hmm. Like, I mean, are those not toxic women? Are those Absolutely. not, is, is that toxic femininity? And I've also Absolutely. made it, I've also met the douchebag guy who like is a cheater and he's a player and he, you know, and so this idea that there is masculinity or femininity, it's unfortunately, there's toxic people, men, women, and we need to start, like, I, I'm, I'm raising a boy, my son's 12, and I don't want to raise him like, you know, you're a white male, I'm sorry, but you know, you should be ashamed, it's not, no, <laughs> like, I mean, be proud of who you are, you're, you Absolutely. know, you're white, you're a male, there's no, there's nothing wrong with it, there's, 
It's who you are. Own it. Be proud of it. You know what I mean? Walk yeah. with integrity. Be kind to others. But don't let other people shame you or shit on you. Nobody has the right to do that. Nobody. I don't care. Unless All I've right. done something to you personally. If I've been an asshole to you, then you could tell me, you know what, Nick, you're, you're an asshole. You're, you're toxic. You're a toxic yeah. Nick. But to yeah. put everybody in a bag and say the toxic and give it a name and then give it this amount of power that could be used against me with, with what? Who gives you the right to, to even use that? However, if we, if we use the word toxic femininity, femininity, what femininity? What what would happen? Couldn't we even say that? Would we be uh, labeled? Would pro- probably not. Probably what? not. You know, the guy who cheats is an asshole, but the girl who's a gold digger. Well, she's just a gold digger. No, it's the same thing. It's the so, same I thing. Mean, I mean, look, I look at that. But I mean, again, what happens right now? Somebody's going to take a little piece of what I just said and For then sure. just play it. And unfortunately, we live in that dangerous society of media where everything could be twisted and turned and put away. So even me, when I do these podcasts, I'm holding myself back from really, you know, I'm calculating what I say because I know that whatever you say can and will be used against you many years later, which doesn't make, which doesn't make sense. It doesn't because uh, I've spoken to this uh, once again ad nauseum, but I love, I love your, your take on it because um, there is toxicity in, in females or males. I just see the problem of I just see it as that that for whatever I don't know if it's if it's you know women's movements that are just saying that men should be more feminized, which I, I never understood. But, I mean, because what, shouldn't what? there be you know women and men, and each one has their role, and and that gap between the two has become has become a lot smaller in terms of of wages and, and fairness and in employment uh, in general life. So I don't see why I keep hearing that toxic masculinity, but I absolutely loved your take on it. I really did. Yeah, because I, like I said, I, I believe there's toxic people, but I don't look at it as, oh, you're male, you're female, you're white, you're black, you're a toxic yeah. freaking shitty person. I don't care yeah. what you are. I don't want you around me. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's simple as that. I love it. And I, I love it. And I have, I have the right. To like uh, people tell me, well, I'm offended. I go, guess what? I'm offended that you're offended. So what? Yeah, there you go. So what? Because yeah. you're offended, you mean you think you're right because you're offended? Yeah, you, you have the right feeling? to be offended. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody tells me, Nick, well, I hate you. I, I don't like Greeks. I think they're assholes. I'm like, okay, it's your business, man. Don't don't, don't stay away from me. You know That's what I mean? It. I don't care. But unfortunately, people want to be don't want to be offended if they're offended, but they also want to like shame you for not thinking or believing the way you believe and i have the right to my own opinion but unfortunately you know people don't respect that anymore no they don't and and i always ask that question at what point did it change and i don't know i know you don't have you don't have the answer nobody does and i I can tell you what i what i I believe what i believe one i do believe that social media has given a voice to people that shouldn't have a voice yeah and what i mean by that it sounds like everybody has a right to a voice (laughs) But it doesn't mean because you have a voice that it's right. It's not because you have a million followers on Instagram and you pose an a string and you think you know something about politics that your voice matters. And that's, I mean, back then, it used to be people who had like, I mean, there's certain stuff I know nothing about. I can't, there's certain stuff. I don't have degrees in certain areas for me to come out and, and make an opinion or a judgment yeah. or talk about if I can't analyze it or break it down. So then I... I try to turn to the people who do know, and then I'll take four or five sources, and then I'll do some digging and research and try to find the best 
Like, I mean, that's what people don't do. They read the headline and like, oh, this guy's yeah. good, this guy's bad. I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I find it uh, dishonest and dangerous when you brought up an, another great point. Dishonest and dangerous when somebody that has, for example, a million followers and uses that platform to push a narrative that, that is very dangerous, that could change. Because these people, no matter what, they feel that they have this voice and their followers are going to listen to them. So, yes, it's definitely very dangerous. And we see it today. We see it today. Well, look, so, that, that, that's what social media has done. Like, like, I mean, I've seen a few influencers and I'm like, what are you, what are you, like, what are you influencing? Like, what are you doing for real? <laughs> right. Yeah. And your messages are, you know, sometimes the messages are hate and some of the messages are, you know, it's funny, right? Cause sometimes people want to, and they do all these positive, you know, I'm a philanthropist, I'm a this, I'm a that. But then you look at the content and the message and it's, 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 it's hate or, or very, narrow or it's not it's not it's not at all what you portray you say you are yeah you know what i mean it's and, masquerading and, masquerading in that right yeah and at the end i always tell people behavior doesn't lie it's not what you say it's what you do that's how you really truly lead you don't lead by you writing really cool posts on, on facebook and I know, i've met these people i know some of these people they write all these amazing posts and you think they're the most positive people and the fucking person's like miserable on depression but yeah it's we live in a site where it's more important how people see us than how we're actually living think about that that's, that's crazy i'm the other way i don't care what anybody thinks i'd rather live happy and everybody can think i live like unhappy and I'm bitter i don't care because at the end you go to bed with yourself that's the truth as uh, yeah and one great thing i think you, you probably practice this anyway is uh I've made a decision to, you know, we put ourselves out there, right? You and I, in terms yeah. of for ridicule, whatever. And now I've made a decision not to um, interact with any negative feedback. I don't, I, I don't give it any audience. I just let it be. And that's it. Either I block them or I just don't even answer. And I say, thank you for listening. And that's it. And yeah. you could choose not to watch. And I don't engage and don't engage because there's nothing that's going to come of it. Nothing good that, can come of it. I, that's what I do too. I don't engage with them. At yeah. all. Sometimes I'll comment. If you don't like what you see, go somewhere else. That's it. That's I it. I don't I don't care, right? And I I mean I don't want to bother like unless they have a constructive criticism and if they have something good to sure. say. If somebody says Nick, you know what you teach or what you said, man, I'm open. As as crazy as I might think what you're saying, I don't agree with. But if you tell me in a way that you're not doing it because you want to prove you're right and I'm wrong, but you want to like have a conversation because we both want to grow and learn something. I'm all ears. Yeah, as crazy absolutely. as it is, absolutely. as much as I might not agree, I'm like, hmm. I'm let me see your point. But very few people have that capacity. Most people, yeah. it's like they're, they're they're not arguing or they're not conversating. To they're conversating to be right, not 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 to learn or to grow. I love and that. Yeah, the the real power is to say like some people tell I, I don't know, I, I can't tell you, and I I rather give you no information than misinformation. That's my that's my thing. Yeah. One one other thing that I, I think is it could relate to your 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 showing men's health issues or just in general in in uh, in health issues. What something that really is concerning me uh, as of late, since in the context that we're, again we're living in, is um, depression, but more in men's uh, depression. And why I say men's is because men, like you said, have the the 
this, you know, the masculinity behind it say, you know what, I can't show that I'm mentally weak. I can't show I'm going through a rough time. I can't show that I'm making less money to feed my family. I can't show that I might lose my job and I'm, I'm completely depressed and stressed about it. So I, 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 I'm trying to talk a lot about this. Uh, I tell a lot of just people, if you know, if you need a place to talk, because I was there and I had people that fortunately that were there to listen to me and talk to me and literally talk me off the proverbial bridge. Um, how, how do you approach that through your show or even on a personal level? What, so, what could we so, do to help these men that don't feel that it's not masculine enough or it's, 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 it's frowned upon. Is, for it, is, this, about is this, is this toxic masculinity as well? Cause you think possibly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, but it, it, it but you think about it, right? We talk about toxic masculinity, but there's also men out there who suffer. Is that toxic masculinity? We also go through stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so as much yeah. as we say there's toxic men, but there's also men out there who are living an extreme amount of pressure because society also gives us pressure. And when you're yeah. married, you know, yes. you have that pressure to provide and do this and do this and do that. There's also that, that men sometimes have more than women in most cases. Let's be honest. Some people might not want to hear it. But it's the truth. So, mm -hmm. I mean, how do they live it? I mean, like we, and in two episodes, uh, we're filming next weekend, but we're filming again in December. We have a psychiatrist coming in to talk about men's depression. And, and we did one on burnout, right? Because mm -hmm. the thing with men is that we don't want to show weakness. Mm -hmm. And keeping all that tension inside is like, it's, it's, you're doing this to your body that fight or flight you're holding on yeah. you could only hold it on for so long before it explodes yeah and the lo longer you hold it the more stress your body takes and it it it, it literally makes you ill yes right? it does yeah it, 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 it manifests create it manifests itself it manifests itself physically absolutely like I, mentally, I know yeah. when i went through a period in my life before i got uh i got divorced man i i was i was sick yeah, I was I was like twenty pounds less. I, I was my body. I was exhausted mentally, physically. I was drained. Mm -hmm. I was drained. I, I couldn't carry the weight of the pressure anymore. And for for me, I I, I took the decision uh, almost uh, eight years ago, whatever it was, to get divorced. And you know, it, it's it was it was a very tough decision to make for me to split up my family sure and to say you know what i'm not happy this is not this is you know I, this is not how i see the rest of my life and i just didn't want to settle for that and i had to make the decision and i had to pull the plug on it looking back today i say to myself thank god i did it because i don't see myself i i would be that guy lying in my deathbed saying oh my god yeah like so so i think that when men are there you, you first you gotta ask the real questions why aren't you happy what is it what's what's holding you back what are your fears uh, you know what are you settling for how what can you do and and here's the problem is that people want to do everything fast right yeah. away start with one little thing one, one little thing. action one thing say you know what this week I'm going to start walking 30 minutes a day every day. Mm -hmm. That's it. Or 15 minutes. This week, I'm going to practice, you know, gratitude. 
every day, five minutes before I go to bed. This week, I'm going to meditate 10 minutes a day. This week, I'm going to write a plan. Like every week, just do one little thing. And believe it or not, this adds up. And I tell people, everybody wants to do big things, but they can't do the little things. And I tell people, I know people are like, bro, before you try to change the world, like fix your house, put your house in order. Be happy first, you yeah. and your environment before you try to change the world because it has to start with you. You are the yeah. the projector of your movie. I mean, if your projector is uh, crap, like, what do you think you're going to do? Absolutely. J- J- Jordan Peterson was a Canadian professor uh, in Ontario, well-known. He's been all over the place. Uh, and he says, you want to know, he, he talks a lot about toxic masculinity and, and how he sees the man's role and all that. And he says, guys, you want to fix your life? You want to fix the world? Clean your room. Clean your room, man. He says, clean your room. Start, yeah, start by, start by doing the little things, man. Yeah. Start by doing the little things, you know what Absolutely. I mean? And, and, I, and I think that, I mean, and I, you know, I lived in my gym after my divorce. I, I took a really big financial hit, huge hit. I mean, and I say it, I mean, I remember sitting at the lawyer's office as almost $25,000 in lawyer fees. I barely kept my house on the skin of my teeth. And I'm crying as I say this. And I'm crying as I'm paying the lawyer. And I remember telling Gilena, I'm crying. And I'm like, do I get a shot of vodka with that or something? <laughs> and she looks at me and she goes, uh, you know, it's going to get better. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. You know, it, it's, and I, to me, I was like, you know, it was the worst moment in my life. And I'm living, you know, in a one bedroom and I'm sleeping in my gym. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm, I'm screwed for a long, long yeah. time. But I look back and I'm here today. Yeah. And I'm stronger, I'm wiser. And I've created the life that that I'm happy. I'm, you you know, want it for yourself and that, that you envision also for, I, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And, and I could, and I could, uh, once again, I could totally relate having uh, helped a very dear friend of mine through a divorce. And I remember at the beginning, at the beginning of it, uh, it was, it was lights out for him. Eh? He was just completely devastated. He just couldn't accept it. And I remember telling him exactly like you said, Nick, literally word for word. I promise you, bro, it's going to get easier. I know right now you're at a dark place, but I promise you, so now, but, but you, many but years later, it's all right. Many years later, he, he looks back and he we reminisce about that time. And, and he says, I can't believe it. What an amazing relationship I have with my ex-wife. They have children together. And he says, I remember you telling me that, you know. So, uh, but you, when you're in there in the dark place, you don't see it, Nick. You don't see it. You know, yeah. so, <laughs> and I think that uh, men should not be... Guys, if whoever's listening or watching this, please don't keep it in. It, it doesn't make you weaker. I'm telling you, list, just talk to a friend. You'd be surprised. Just a buddy, a colleague, someone that you trust. It doesn't even have to be a professional. Nick, I'm sure you'll agree with me on that. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you talk to your friends or your buddies, they, they, they a lot of them are not qualified enough unless they have some kind of experience to give you real sound advice through experience or through yeah and i mean there's nothing wrong with going to see a professional just make sure you pick a good professional because some of them like i mean i i've seen a few who are like i'm like are you kidding me like i mean <laughs> what you're telling me like i mean 
yeah, from I a textbook. Tell you this. Yeah, from a textbook. Yeah. I mean, whereas somebody with experience and a professional, like I mean, you, you got to shop around to find somebody who's good who could help you. Yeah. But obviously, you could you could express maybe easier than to, than to a friend. Not to say that you know I did go like I had one of my very close friends, my best friend, who who actually gave me like you know it was really there for me. And I was like, you know, I, I mind you, like, I mean, I say it openly when I got divorced, I went through like a crazy drinking binge, you know what I mean? Sure. I was drinking. I was, I was trying to like, you know, ease the pain through lots yeah. of alcohol and drinking. And I was going to work, I, you know, I was going to work and training clients half, you know, I was like, you know, I drank the night before my head hurt, but you know what I mean? And, and, and it was, you know, I look back and I was like, you know, it was part of my it was part of my journey and i look back at it and i try not to i'm used to i'm used to being very hard on myself and now i'm not i've learned not to it's like like i've looked at everything i've been through and i'm like you know what it was part of my journey and it made me the person and the coach i am today and you know it's it's also that when you when you decide to change your life and, and create what i call like you know i tell people you're the designer the architect of, of, of of your life of your life it's, yeah it's up to you like a drawing board like the i call it the game of life you decide yeah. how you're going to play it and to every action and there's a reaction and every consequence and every every decision you make there's a consequence as long as you're aware of it then you know what you're doing Absolutely. and at some point you just have to you know you have to go out there and tell yourself you know what i deserve better than this and more than this and not be afraid to fail. I don't even call, I don't like using the word, like not to, to be afraid to learn because it's, it's I, don't, I don't use the word failing. To me, it's always, I did it a way that didn't work. I'm gonna try it a different way. It's not just failing. Trying. That's it. It. Just try. I did no it this thing way, as... okay, this didn't work. We'll do it this way, okay, you know what I mean? And, There's no failing, there's just learning, right? Is what they there's say. There's just learning. So it, when you have that mindset, you don't, you don't, you're not worried about failing and somebody saying, oh, well, you failed or you didn't do this right. It's like to me, it's like I don't, I don't really care. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what it, what most people are think. Oh, should I do this? I, I've, I'm already out doing it because I don't care. And I tell people, don't wait till you're the best at it. Just start and get good as you're doing it. Because nobody's it. born yeah. being great at it. People yeah. tell me, Nick, how do you do these these podcasts? I'm like, I've done tons of them. Right, and the I'm first sure time you're like you were you weren't as good. You're not as good at the first couple of episodes than you are today. Absolutely. Look at me. No. I mean, I'm still. I'm you know between my other show and this one, I'm uh, maybe forty something episodes in. I'm still getting better. I still listen back to shows. What can I've done differently? And and look at how can I just get better? How can I speak better? How can I learn better? How can I um, listen to my guests better? Whatever, or just you know. It's, it's, Which it's, I could tell you, Luigi, you're very good at that. I could thank tell because you. like, your your questions, I could tell you're listening. I could tell the questions you're you're asking me are relevant. Your timing is good. Like even myself, right? Because I, I'm, I have the ADD factor, which is really mm -hmm. weird because when it comes to writing or doing certain tasks, it's very difficult. But then others like this, when I teach seminars, like I, I was I was in Boston teaching the defensive tactic police. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. During during COVID, right? I, they they flew me there, and I was training the defensive tactic unit. So I was training the cops, the police officers who train the officers of the Boston Police. Okay. And like you know, when I'm doing a seminar, I'm 
I'm in the zone, man. I'm on the ball. There's certain stuff that I could just nail it because I've done it, but I've also learned to take my time to listen, to speak, and 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 I've developed that skill. Whereas other simple skills, you'll be like, you think I'm a five year old. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think it's whatever, whatever we focus on and whatever we put our energy, we, we get good at, hopefully, and through Absolutely. a lot of training. And you know what? Don't don't be afraid, guys, because and don't put yourself down. I, I, I'm going to share this little quick story with you. I had Dan Laxer from CJD. OK, shout out to Dan if he's watching, listening and guys, just top notch gentlemen. And at the beginning of the show, I said, thanks, Dan, for, for joining us. I know you're a busy man and I appreciate it. You know, I'm pretty much a nobody. And you said right away, I sent you a text uh, through Messenger and you said, he says, whoa, 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 let me stop you there. He goes, you are somebody. You're Luigi Costanza. And you have your own show. That's good. Yeah. And I fuck. See, it was such. A, it was such a simple and quick wow. response, but it got to me that look, I'm still talking about it months later. Wow. You know, but it was so. It was so pertinent. He says, "Yeah, you are somebody. You're yourself. You have a voice, and you got your own show. And no one could tell you otherwise. And no one could tell you what to do. It's your show." And I just, I, I just, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. What a response. Uh -huh. I, I think that's amazing. Me too. I would have been like, but I think sometimes we, um, we might we might have a hard like for me it was a hard hard thing to you know um, you know in terms of this in the self defense industry and I hate saying it like I'm considered like the top quote unquote in the world in what I do right I have half a million followers people know me and I have a hard time. Like when people tell me, oh, you're like the top. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. you know, I have a hard time, but sometimes just got to own it and just be, yeah, you know what? This is my show. This is who I am. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm great at it. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, you got to own it. You know what I mean? And my I've earned it. Teacher told me that. Yeah. You've earned it as yeah. well, for sure. You've earned it. Absolutely. You, you, you absolutely have earned it. And um, so, so tell me um, on that note, where could, uh, tell us, t tell me, tell everyone watching what you offer exactly. And where could you be found on social media and how to get in touch with you? Um, well, I have my personal training studio here in Montreal. Uh, mm -hmm. so if anybody wants to do one-on-one -on -one live, uh, they can. Even with COVID, you're allowed to do personal training. My studio is private. But okay. I also offer online training. So I train people, Germany, Australia, New Zealand. So I'm training people online, self-defense or fitness. And they could go visit my website, nickjosos.com, and all sure. the information. On Instagram, they could go to Nick Joseph's Coaching. And same thing on Facebook, nickjosos.com. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm definitely going to come and see you myself. Awesome, <laughs> I'll, probably bring, I'll probably bring my two boys. Nick, honestly, um, I, I really mean it. Um, it was a pleasure speaking with you, meeting you. Uh, and, and it was very insightful. And I think that these are the type of conversations uh, conversations that need to be had, um, especially when it comes to just general mental illness, uh, mental health, I mean, physical mm -hmm. health, and just everything else that, that's encompassed around that. So I really appreciate your time. It, it was it was absolutely a pleasure. Luigi, thank you so much for having me on. It was a great interview, by the way. I really enjoyed it too. So that's, that's really like, it's always good. The funny, you know, because when you do these, you never know. Yes. Right. It's kind yeah. of like a hit or miss as you with the guest at the same time and the same yeah. thing with me. So I think the, the real talent comes in to be able to put them, put them together. So yeah. uh, thank you for having yeah. me on Luigi. 
Absolutely. So stay on. We'll chat a little bit after. Guys, thank okay. you so much for tuning in. Uh, I'll see you next week. I still don't know who my guest is. I'm looking at some interesting stuff going uh, coming up next week. So thank you so much, guys. And like I say every week, please be good to each other and stay safe. Thanks again, Nick. Thanks for listening to the Agree to Disagree show. Make sure you like, subscribe, and tell all your friends about it. Until next time.